I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Broadcasting from the beautiful South Bermondsey. Set no substitute. Welcome to episode six, dear listeners, of the Achtung Mill History Series. I'm joined by Daily Express and rugby paper journalist and mill historian Neil Fisler. Welcome to the show, Neil. Hi, Nick. How you going, mate? Good, I'm good. We are covering the major names and personalities and talents. Let's let's not forget the talent of Mill history, of players that are lesser known in, in the modern game. And we're hoping to redress the balance. And we've got two cracking choices here for you today on this show, listeners. Um, Bert Lipsom, um, who was a an England international for the Lions in the in the uh, pre-First World War era. And then a massive name second, a huge name, a name that I think deserves deserves a stand named after him at the den, in my opinion. That's Bill Voisey. We're going to come on to him second, though, Neil. Um, we're going to begin with Bert Lipsom, born in 1878 to 1932. To give him his full name, Herbert Braul Lipsom. Um, I get a sense of a man born into um, a little bit of money here, educated at the King's School in Chester, which is a... One of the major schools of the country, isn't it? Yeah, it actually worked as an accountant to the official receiver before becoming a professional footballer. So, so obviously, yeah, well, an educated man, an educated man, um, a a, a job that is of some substance, um, and he went to a good school, King's School. So, not your average Millwall player, not now, not then. Certainly um, a successful player, though. He won the FA Cup with Sheffield United in 1902, prior to joining the Lions. Yeah. An England international as well in 1902. Yep, twice played for the Football League. Uh, Football League, the Irish League. Um, won his England cap against Wales in the 1902. Um, so, yeah, a, a, a very... Um, a, you get Looking at the photo, he looks like a cultured man. He looks like... Um, I will stick these photos on online for listeners to look at. Make your own, you know, um, assessment when you look. It's, it's interesting to look into the faces. It's, it's um, you, you get some sense of the character. He looks like a man of some intelligence, and, and clearly with his, you know, career and, and, and record, 
we've just touched on. He looks like a, a player of some some culture. He signed for the Lions um, at the start of the 1910-11 season, which included the last couple of games, I believe, on the Isle of Dogs before we moved to Colblow Lane. Yeah, he was the Millwall's first ever player manager. Player manager. Yeah, it's an unusual role and... Um, yeah, and especially back then as well. I mean, you know, it's one of those things you see occasionally in the modern game, but, you know, it's, uh, it's always an interesting task to take on. He played as an outside left, a left-wing player, basically. Made 85 appearances, scoring 13 times during his career as, as a Millwall player manager, 1910 to 1913. And he actually was manager in right after that, though, Neil, wasn't he? After he finished the player manager, then he became manager right. as yeah, until then, I think Fred Kidd, Edward Stopper, George Saunders, they'd all been like directors and honorary team managers. Yeah. But Lipson was the first man given the job on his own, if you like. Yeah. We'd have had a lot of responsibility, obviously moving grounds, moving from one side of the river to the other. Yeah, I mean, Richard Lindsay, in, in his um, complete record book, describes the appointment of Bert Lipson as being significant, and I guess by that he means he's a very well-known player. He's got a track record of success, England international, and um, you know he, he comes from a certain class, perhaps. So that might might be why he's touching on this. Seen as a, a significant appointment, so seen as a you know as a major step for a club at that point that had just moved across the river to to move forwards. Generally, it was, it was it, Millwalls had the aim of always had ambition, didn't they? They were trying to become bigger than what they were. Yeah, yeah, but I think yeah, but I think that's shown throughout the history of the club. We we haven't always been the poor relations of London football. We have had yeah, there was a lot of ambition there. Yeah, um, I mean, aimed high, aimed high, Neil. Yeah, um, I'm mean, just looking at uh, this is the sporting life of 1910. Um, they, they mentioned the one of the notable additions to the ranks of the Lions as Lipsham, um, Lipsom. Um, who was last with Fulham previously with Sheffield United, but they go on to say, reinforcing Richard's point about the, the significance of Bert Lipsom's appointment, that um, Mill have moved to pastures new in New Cross, um, and when the ground has been fully laid out, it will accommodate between thirty and 40,000 spectators. Um, the playing pitch is ready, but the stands will not be finished for a few more weeks. But they're uh, describing how Mill made the move to seek out um, a bigger population base. So they were, they were looking to get away from the island, which was limited, and New Cross, which had access to South East London. Um, and Lipsham was seen as um, part and parcel of this ambitious move. And, uh, you know, the, the, the club was aiming high. Um, first game as Millwall manager, though, Neil, was, was an unusual loss to Clapton or in an unusual competition. The Dubonnet yeah. Dubon Cup played in Paris in 1910. Um, sponsored competition, I presume, by Dubonnet, the um, the French. Um, what is it? It's like a it's like a fortified wine, isn't it, Dubonnet? Yes. Yeah, I presume so. Yeah, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> you never drunk it. No. Um, he's described as a quiet, unassuming, and well-behaved young man, famous for his hard-hit crosses, which produced a lot of goals for central. Is the central strikers? But he, he was successful as a manager. Took us away from the the relegation spots in the Southern League into sixth position in 1912 and then managed on through what were very difficult years of the First World War. He left us really after the, uh, the end of the, of the conflict in 1918 when he moved across to, to Canada. Um, 
as, as the book says, um, they had no luck over there. They lost a hand in a timber yard accident, accident in in Canada, which is um, you know a, a tough break, and then then, then perished in a train crash in Toronto in 1932. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, we couldn't say that he was lucky after leaving Milwaukee. Do you? No, no, his luck seemed to be at the den before he, he and then when he left, he, he, a series of. Unfortunate events. I mean, obviously, lose your hand is is, is a tough break, and then to to die. I'm mean, just looking at um, the Daily Herald having an obituary for him, published in um, March 24th, 1932, um, which I'll read. It's only a paragraph. Um, Bert Lipsham's sudden death whilst at work in Toronto will be heard with regret throughout Britain's football world. This slim, gaunt-looking outside left will be remembered best at Sheffield, but also in the Mill Club district. It will be recorded. He was a good player and manager. Um, he won the English Cup with, uh, with the FA Cup, as, uh, as we call it now, the, the Sheffield and the International Cup against Wales. Um, he was always looked upon as a footballer who got less recognition than deserved. There's a common theme to many, many players there, but certainly that's a nice obituary from the, the Daily Herald, dated 1932, March 24th, when he passed away. So, uh, Bert Lipsham, 1878 to 1932, um, another player that deserves to be remembered. Um, joined us when we moved to Coldwell Lane as player manager Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to Achtung Millwall. Well, we're going to move along, Neil, to a huge... Um, personality in my opinion and I actually toyed uh, whether this, this this name and and one to follow in a later show could almost do a whole show based on on him alone but we're going to do it as part of the, the format of the series um, Bill Voicey 1891 to 1962 played at right half yes so a defender um, born on the Isle of Dogs um, there's actually I'm going to stick a link out to the Island History which is the Isle of Dogs History Trust is is an excellent site. There's a wonderful article written by a, a chap called Mick Lemmerman, who's not a Millwall fan, but he's a, a local historian. 
and it, it really does give you chapter and verse on the, the the Voicey family. Actually, it goes into some detail about Bill and and his family and their life on the island. Um, which I'll stick the link out because it really does deserve a, a wider readership, in my opinion. But um, Bill Voicey was born on the on the Isle of Dogs, um, played at right half, so as you say, a defensive midfielder, I suppose, in the modern terminology. He's described as a tenacious ball winner with a fierce shot. Some called him Banger Voicey, I believe, Neil. The strength yeah, of his Banger Voicey, nickname. Great nickname. Um, tenacious ball winner. Um, what a life. <clears throat> he went to. He was decorated in the First World War, listeners, with with the Royal Field Artillery in Belgium. He won the Distinguished Conduct Medal, uh, the Military Medal, and the Belgian Croix de Guerre. That's, those are three substantial decorations now. I mean, I, I, to get one of them in a lifetime is, is an incredible achievement. To get three at that level is, is amazing. Yeah, they don't give those things out lightly. I think. They don't. The Croix de Guerre is, is equivalent of a Victoria Cross or that level. I think it's, it's, the, it's the highest honour that the Belgian and the French also have the same... Um, medal system it's the highest honor they can award in in, in military matters um distinguished conduct medal and military medal are, are, are major major uh, decorations he was with the field artillery in, in belgium i think he was named um and in fact here is a is an article um an honor for sergeant w voisey um of millwall southern league halfback um he has the honor of appearing wednesday's uh, gazette uh, mentions of uh, honors one in the field this is dated 1919, so a newspaper called The Greenan, which I think is a sports newspaper up north. Um, yeah, sure. yeah. Sheffield paper. Um, awarded for conspicuous bravery in action, Voisey has at different times during the war been able to assist the club, but has also had a long spell of foreign service, which is one way to put it, <laughs> foreign service in the, on the Western Front. Um, and is it, is it, is it, is it expected back at the den soon, and there's another one also in the same newspaper. Um, He's now been promoted in the field to Battery Sergeant Major W. Voisey, Royal Field Artillery. Uh, described as having a splendid war record, received promotion in the field, decorated with the DCM, the military man on Belgium, Croix de Guerre. Um, but he says he's keeping fit with the army of occupation in Cologne um, as a reservist. Um, so he's called to the colours immediately the war broke out. So he, um, quite, a, quite a figure of, of mill history. Um, Back to the sports side of things, Neil. He, he also won some caps for England, didn't he, after the war, after the First World War? Yeah, I believe he played in the Victory International, didn't he, in, in 1919, was it? And then yeah. towards the with the FA in 1920. Came through the prestigious Millwall St John's Club, who were, yeah, who would actually become the reserve team of the parent club, Millwall. Yeah. Quite a production uh, house of talent, really, when, when you look at yeah, it. Yeah, Food Board School, which was, I think, a big school in the area, produced a lot of Millwall players, produced a hell of a lot of Millwall players at school and came through that, you know, came through that route. So a local boy made good. I mean, that, that alone, for me, as a life lived, is, is quite a lot. You know, he's played for his club, um, he served served his country. He's played for his country. He's, he's played for the, the football association on a tour of South Africa. <clears throat> Scored our first goal in the football league in nineteen twenty. Um, yeah, Rovers. Yeah, against Bristol Rovers. Um, but it, there is there is more to Bill Voisey than just that story. 
Um, he goes on to, I think he coaches the Great Britain football team at the 1936 Olympics, which is um, yep. the, the famous or infamous, whichever way you want to look at it, the, the Berlin Olympics the, the, in, in Germany. Um, described himself in 1939 as a professional football trainer, coach and physical instructor. He then goes on to manage Millwall in the wartime. Um, tough times, 1940 to 1944, um, managing any players that were available. I think he selected himself to play in one game there. Um, yeah, a London yeah. Cup match, West Ham in the January 1941, age 50. 50. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, you yeah, arrived at the ground. You yeah, arrived at the ground and uh, they, yeah, they discovered they didn't have enough players. So up stepped a 50-year-old manager, played outside right and had a good game by all accounts. I'm not sure if they were just being generous to the fact that a 50-year-old manager has turned out. And unbelievable. Unbelievable, it is. I mean, to be, you know, obviously it's, it's you know, it, the nature of the times, players were not available, men were on service and, and so on. We are talking about the... Uh, May 1941 here, so we're at the height of the of the Blitz and so on. Um, but to select yourself to play <laughs> the age of 50 with no substitutes either, so he's only doing a full 90 um, in a London War Cup game against Millwall versus West Ham. I don't know what the result of the game was. Um, the then unfortunately received um, the attentions of the Luftwaffe in 1943, and part of the ground took um, a lot of. Uh, a lot of bombing, and unfortunately, he was in the office when the air raid took place and was injured as a, as a result, and had to stand down, I believe, now after the after the air raid of nineteen forty three. Too too badly shaken up and hurt, unfortunately. Yeah, a bit of a sad way to go, actually, considering everything that that the guy had been through in in the First World War and everything that you've achieved. You sat in your office, minding your own business, a lot. Yeah. Herman Goering's finest drops a bomb and it's the end of your career with the club or yeah, the end of your time as manager yeah I mean I'm just, there's the photos on I'm just looking at the island history site as we're speaking and I mean the the, the stand is shattered I mean it's a, it's a, it's a if, if you're in the middle of that then you would have been lucky to survive it um, you're right about you know he's been for the first world war he's, he's, he's contributed so much to Millwall and to the and to the to the to international football and the, and the Olympic football and all the rest of it and then to to be ended in this way I suppose was um, sad. He did survive, which is probably the main thing we should be thankful for because he went on to live, you know, um, after after he died in 1964. Um, some wonderful images on the island website. There's his, there's his autograph, um, W. Voisey on the uh, as, a, as, a, as a, like a letter-headed paper with um, various players' autographs on there, including Bill Voisey. Um, he passed away in 1964 and left £3,000 to his son, uh, William Jr., who was described as a cutting formula. I presume that's timber cutting. Um, yeah. Continued to scope for Millwall after the war, I believe, so until just before his death. And there is a, I mean, there's a, a, an image of a, a block of flats <clears throat> in Tower Hamlets, um, Bill Voicey Courts, and there's a little plaque on the wall there at the block of flats. I have been trying, a, a, this is exclusive for, for the listeners of this show, 
Um, we're trying when football comes back to get a plaque to Bill Voicey to be put on the side of the of the den, and I've been in touch with the MSC to try and arrange this because I just think that a name like Bill Voicey, with the life that we've described there, Neil, um, like others actually in this series of shows, but I think Bill Voicey makes a great start. We we should be marking their their their, their life and their and their contribution and their their their, their heroism at the ground. I mean. Many, many people won't have heard of Bill Voisey. Um, the block of flats is in Tower Hamlet somewhere, and it does have a little biography on, on, on the plaque. But I just think it's a bit, of a, a bit of a shame that we don't do more in this direction. Yeah, we don't celebrate our history enough. I know that, yeah, I know that Chris Bethel puts together a brilliant Dockers Day. It does, yeah, really good. Absolutely superb, and everybody's made a fuss of. But I think as a club, we don't, we don't make enough of our history. We're a club with very, very rich history, very rich personalities. And we just don't make enough of it. And names like Bill Voisey, unless you're of a certain generation, you've never heard of him. No. And it, it, yeah, it's an absolute shame that this man is a Millwall legend through and through. Yeah, but I know we banned various legends banded around too much these days you play five games and you're a legend yeah uh, but this man is genuinely genuinely a legend i mean to to have played on the isle of dogs um served in the first world decorated by not only this country and belgium played in the victory international scored our first goal in the football league towards south africa managed the Olympic team and then managed whilst the, the den was um, shattered in, in, in the Second World War. That's a legend. Um, I'm hopeful that we're going to get the plaque put up. I think that's the minimum that we... I'd like to see this more done more. There's plenty of space on the den. There's, there's a lot of players that ought to be marked for memory. Just a little description, like they've done with the block of flats. Some, it doesn't have to be huge, but I think there's a lot of... Um, there's a place for plaques on the wall so that people can have their photos taken kids can point and ask who that man was and that's that should be what the, the, the club is all about so hopefully hopefully we'll, we'll certainly get something up for Bill Voicey when um, whenever life returns back to normal because that is a that is a life well lived I think um, Bill Voicey 1891 to 1962 banger Voicey um, rest in peace I think that's that's a wonderful wonderful life Bill Voicey thank you for listening to this show um, if you're going to be binging on this, then we're going to be moving on to our final show in, in this little series, um, which will be show number seven. And if you're going to be coming back to us another day, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Atlan Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. However, Dirty Millwall, till next time. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.